This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get an update and see how good Vancouver was. welcome into a victory edition of spits and suds so glad to join you after the stars with a thrilling victory at the aac four to three over the vancouver canucks in overtime and you know the great thing is is i was tired and i'm watching the game and we did a, a tremendous podcast today um if you haven't checked it out already uh check it out when you get a chance if you're driving along we spoke to 2023 echl trainer of the year for the allen americans jordan dutes dutton and dutes was terrific we're talking about nicknames we're talking about you know sweetest lettuce in the league we're talking about you know fighting and patchwork and how he goes on the ice and how he communicates with the players just stuff that we don't hear about um, and I wanted to go inside the mind of an athletic trainer, uh, shared a lot of laughs, a great guy, Plano senior onto UNT onto Texas tech, working for the baseball program where he worked with Josh young, talked a little bit of Josh young and, uh, he raved about him as a kid, even back in Texas tech, uh, how his work ethic was so great. So I wasn't going to do a podcast tonight and then I'm watching the game and I mean, I'm pumping my fist in overtime and I'm like. I got to do it for the spits and suds faithful. And here's why I don't want you guys to think in any way that I'm a hater of this team. And we are very objective on this podcast. So when they lose, we call players out. So I thought to myself, if it's a win and then people look and there's no podcast, I don't want anyone thinking like when it comes to a win versus a quality opponent, which there hasn't been many that, well, where's Gavin all of a sudden? Well, Gavin is here and Gavin is to, here to tell you that this was one of the top wins of the season for the Dallas stars as it stands right now in the Western conference, the entire conference, Vancouver is tied with Vegas atop the conference with the stars in third five points behind. That is a quality win. You know what I love about doing spits and suds. I got about six tweets. There's your quality win, Gavin. There's your quality win quality win tonight gavin and i am pumping my fist as i'm reading this i'm like you guys get it absolutely you the spits and suds listeners were on top of it it 100 was a quality win i actually think the games this week at the aac have been terrific people have gotten their money's worth two overtime victories a lot of excitement some good quality hockey this was a chess match this was back and forth you know, this was Pete DeBoer style versus Rick Tockett style. And Rick Tockett has done an amazing job in Vancouver. 
we forget how down Vancouver was and how they're playing right now. And this is good for the state of hockey when a Canadian team like Vancouver and the city of Vancouver who talks hockey constantly for them to be alive and well is really, really good for the sports. They've had some amazing bounce back years. Brock Besser is a stud in this league. Super happy for him as an individual. Went through a real tough, difficult time with sickness in his family last year. I really feel as though that contributed to him having a down year uh, coming off his amazing rookie campaign. Well, Brock Besser is near the league lead in goals. We saw it tonight as he scored one for Vancouver. But this was back and forth. Um, you know, when you talk about mistakes and turnovers, they were minimal. Um, and, you know, we could pick apart every single goal um, and what players probably could be different, you know, do different. But it wasn't like obvious, like, oh, my God. Uh, there was a point in the third period where and they pointed it out in the broadcast where I felt as though the crowd just had, had lost a lot of energy. And that was in part because the stars were really struggling to get out of their zone and they were struggling to get uh, pucks on net to Thatcher Demko, who played terrific coming out of Boston college. This kid's the real deal in the race for the Vesna as best goalie in the NHL, having a great year for the Canucks. So it was going to be a tough task. And if you know Thatcher Demko in his history with the stars was undefeated heading into tonight. So he has dominated the stars and uh, stars finally break through uh, with, with a victory. What else can we say about Matt Duchesne? It's a broken record. I mean, Jim Nill stick tap, can't say it enough. Tyler Sagan, thanks for having the relationship with Matt Duchesne. Uh, super excited as they now go to Nashville. Kind of a return, return of sorts from the team that bought him out. We just played 30 games, 29 points, plus 10 on the ice. Um, you know, I mean, is just playing a great two-way game. And, and that's what I love about Matt Duchesne. This line... Uh, the Sagan, Marchman, Duchesne line is a two-way line, and that's what's making them so effective. Uh, we also saw a terrific game tonight from Ben Sagan, uh, sorry, Ben Johnston to Donoff, that third line, really, really playing well for the Stars. So it seems as though the Stars are starting to get back on track. And what can you say about Scott Wedgwood? You know, I mean, Scott Wedgwood, a veteran in this league, wasn't healthy uh, for a long period of time last year. That put a lot of stress on the shoulders of Jake Ottinger, having to uh, carry a heavy burden. One of the most used goalies in the NHL this year. We get a healthy Scott Wedgwood, and we've seen the difference. Your number one goalie, one of the better goalies in the NHL, goes down, and you haven't lost a ton of momentum. Uh, and going up against a high-scoring Vancouver Canucks team, only allowing three goals uh, in a in a chess match, in a match that was back and forth. Uh, both teams holding the lead, 1-1 uh, after 1, 2-2 two, two after 2, 3-3 three, three after 3. I mean, it was a back and forth, and the Stars uh, get it in overtime. And Wedgwood on a 2-on-0. Oh, 
facing it. And I actually thought Vancouver probably could have started the passing a little bit later, gave Wedgwood a chance to set up um, because when the cross ice passed and they tried to go through the legs of uh, Wedgie, I just felt his positioning was on par. So they didn't really make him move much. I think Vancouver would love that 2-0 back. But at the same time, you know, a magnificent save in overtime. That basically won you the game. And the other player that have to mention, Thomas Harley and his continued strong play. Wow, has he blossomed as far as a defenseman on the Dallas Stars. This is a great story. We could talk about Liam Bixell coming through the ranks, but we also need to tell the story that we have on Spits and Suds of Thomas Harley, of a guy that, let's face it, kind of had a cockiness to him. Um, he has turned that into confidence. And there's a fine line, but there's a big difference. And Thomas Harley is playing with extreme confidence right now. And that goes back to the organization sending him down. He was one of those players, similar to Nils Lundqvist, that was kind of off the bench, on the bench, getting some healthy scratches. Instead of continuing that ride, they sent him down to the AHL last year, gave him major power play minutes, allowed him to play basically Haskinen minutes in the uh AHL as their top defenseman and he thrived for Texas. So when he called up, he had that confidence, but he also learned from a lot of vets, guys that we continue to talk about, like Curtis McKenzie down there, guys, uh, Travis Morin, guys that just know what it takes and turning that I can do it all into a confidence where it's I need my teammates. And now with nine goals, six assists, a plus five on the ice, playing major minutes for this Dallas Stars team, Thomas Harley, wow, at only age 22 and playing very well defensively. You know, there was one point where, you know, on that Vancouver tying goal, which was a terrific tic-tac-toe play, uh, you could see it, Connor Garland striping down the side. Um, you know, Stars forwards got a little caught. Uh, Harley admitted after the game, I wish I had done it differently on that play. I love to hear players in winning situations go back to what they didn't do well. So really excited for Thomas Harley's development in, in that area. But the stretch pass, throwing it to Duchesne in overtime with his head up, not saying, you know, this is the Thomas Harley show. This is the Dallas Stars show. And that was a, I don't want to say it was a tough pass because there was some open ice, but the crispness of that pass and on the stick tape that sent Duchesne and using his speed. And uh, that was terrific. Went low on Demko. And you saw the excitement, not from just Duchesne, but from Thomas Harley, because I love the Harley angle that they showed on the replay where he makes the pass. Not only does he make the pass, but the aggressiveness of skating down. When Duchesne scored that goal, Harley was nearly right behind him. He had already passed the blue line and he immediately beeline toward Duchesne in celebration. So Thomas Harley was ready to go on offense on that play as well. So can't say enough good things. Major win against a major team. And now you've won two in a row. Stars struggled in OT last year, but to win two overtime games like that kind of shows that you've turned the corner. 
um, in overtime. So uh, really, really uh, good performance. And like I said, I absolutely love the fact that you guys immediately tweeted me and said, that's the win, Gavin. That's the quality win. I mean, it was so tight tonight. Stars outshot the Canucks 36 to 20, but Thatcher Demko was on top of it. And there were a lot of tight opportunities that Demko made big saves. But you look at the face-off circle, something that the Stars usually dominate, which equals puck possession. That was equal at 50% each. Uh, each team didn't do anything on the power play tonight. Uh, 0 for 3, hits were about equal, block shots, stars with a little bit more, uh, stars a little bit more in the giveaway category. You don't necessarily want to see that, but at the same time, this was an up and down affair and mistakes are going to happen. Uh, so, you know, it, it's one of those things where now the series is tied at one, one more game late in March, and that's going to be a big game in the standings, and it'll be the stars once again heading up north. Uh, to Vancouver. Let's look at the ice time defensively and, and see Miro Haskinen always on the ice, 27 minutes played. And he was uh, followed by Essa Lindell at 2051 and then Thomas Harley right behind Lindell at 2036, Hockenpah 1959, and uh, Joel Hanley came in at 1239, Ryan Suter at 1929 on the ice. So what you're seeing is is that Pete DeBoer's scheme says the following. I'm going to play six defensemen, but I'm going to play Joel Hanley a lot less. I think we're getting to the point where we might see Nils Lundqvist again, um, just for the simple fact they are protecting Hanley a lot. And uh, I would like to see, if you're only playing uh, Joel Hanley between 9 and 12 minutes, I'd like to see the Nils Lundqvist development and do the same for him. And see, because offensively, you're going to be a lot better with Lundqvist in the lineup. Um, I love his uh, shot from the point, and we got to regain his confidence. So that's a Pete DeBoer decision. You know, the thing that is tough when you're a coach is when you're winning and you have a guy in your lineup, how much do you want to interrupt uh, that lineup? So that's something to watch. The other thing, Ty Delandria, healthy scratch tonight. Radic Fox up minus two on the ice. That's a question. Is Are we going to see more of a regular rotation since Delandria has played well? He has given up some big opportunities and needs to get better defensively. However, you know, he's been around the net. He scored a couple of goals, so you might see a Ty Delandria insertion uh, once again. But the big guys on the ice, as I mentioned, uh, was uh, Thomas Harley, uh, and he was one of the three stars. Matt Duchesne was the other, and Thatcher Demko was uh, the star in uh, Vancouver tonight. So Duchesne with uh, two points tonight. Uh, Wyatt Johnston played much better tonight uh, and had one point on the ice. Rope Hintz with a, a goal. Uh, he had one point. Jason Robertson checks in with two assists. Good to see Robertson on the uh, scoreboard. Pavelski keeps racking up points. He was a plus two tonight, which is always good to see. Uh, so, you know, as we look at Ageless Joe and what he's doing for the year, my goodness. I mean, Duchesne is pretty amazing at his age, at 32. But at age 39, 30 points in 31 games for the Ageless Wonder. And, you know, I mean, it was probably a reach in the past, but... 
Now you're looking at Joe Pavelski possibly coming up on 1,500 games. He's at 1,280, so it's going to take him, you know, let's see, uh, about, yeah, about three more years really to pass that um, level if he stays healthy. But, you know, I mean, why wouldn't Joe Pavelski go for three more years the way he's playing? This is going to be Joe's decision. Um, but you know, he just continues to do everything right. And he's just one of those guys that's going to be solid every night. And I mean, it's going to be interesting. And we talked about this on spits and suds the other day. And I was thinking about it after this game, because we never reverse the roles. Think about what Matt Duchesne would get at the trade deadline expiring contract so teams don't have to pay him that much he's already on a cheap contract for the dallas stars making just over three million dollars a year can you imagine the teams in line and what they would give for matt duchene we're talking multiple draft picks we're talking first round draft picks we could be talking top prospects if a team feels as though a matt duchene added to their offense so i just wanted to throw that out there i'm not saying in any way that matt duchene is going to be traded in any way once again i'm going to say it again no way is Matt Duchesne going to be traded, but I do find it fascinating sometimes when you take a step back because, you know, the stars to their credit have been really good in the last few years under Jim Nill. So the stars are always looking at the Domies, at the Zuccarellas, um, at the Dodonos to try to improve themselves at the trade deadline. So I just thought to myself, wow, imagine if the stars weren't in contention and Duchesne was still having this year, uh, how much he would get on the open market. You know, the other thing that is going to come up and we're going to be on front of this in spits and suds is the reality is, do you give up one of the youngsters for a premium defenseman? Uh, I think in the last two games, uh, the defense has played better. There has been better group defense. Um, and you saw it tonight against a team that can score a lot in Vancouver. Uh, however, they have to replicate this on the road and they have a tough game coming up, uh, against Nashville. Uh, but at the same time, we all know they need defensive help. I'm a big Adam Larson guy. He's got this and another year remaining. He solves a couple of issues. One, he plays on average 24 to 26 minutes a night. He's a right-handed defenseman, so he can go into that number one pairing with Miro Haskinen. But you are going to have to give something up, and it could be either high draft picks. I don't think I necessarily want to give up a high prospect, but how much would a Stankoven, a Bork, or even a Wyatt Johnston get you as far as would that get you that premium defenseman? And a lot of people would say, Spitz, you're crazy. How can you even think like that? The reason I'm thinking like that is I still don't think defensively this Stars team has enough as the team shrinks in the playoffs, meaning, sorry, the rink shrinks in the playoffs, that this Stars team has the depth on defense to make that deep cup run and possibly hoisting it over their head. That's just my opinion. So what do you give up? If you can give up another first round draft pick, I'm all about that. But, you know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, a lot of my spits and suds co's don't want to talk about a Duchesne extension. Uh, I agree with you, but they need cap space. As you can see, 
a Maverick Bork, a Stankoven can't come up right now because nobody's injured and they don't have the cap space. They will have the cap space in the future uh, to do something. But at the same time, you know, you have to start thinking to yourself when, not if Maverick Bork comes up, but how can you keep a guy with 37 points in 26 games? You can sit Maverick Bork and Logan Stankoven down in Texas for the year dominating, but Stankoven with 35 points. This is no longer juniors for Logan Stankoven. The fact that Stankoven has done what he has done in his first half of a year in the highest minor league possible is absolutely amazing. Now, go to D Magazine and read Sean Shapiro's article, my co-host, about Maverick Bork working with Logan Stankoven and how there is something to be said where Bork is teaching Stankoven not to do what he did in the first half of last season, where Maverick Borg was not this player last year. But you saw development on the back back end of the All-Star game last year to the point where the Stars called him up uh, in the playoffs, was a scratch, but got to skate on the ice and got some valuable time around the guys. So now he sits, he's ready to the point where it was tweeted out. It's a great quote, and I'm going to paraphrase, where an AHL coach says the stars need to free up some cap space because we need to get rid of these guys in the AHL. <laughs> I mean, that's how good they are, and that's how NHL ready they are. So there is the philosophy that you could just let them sit and thrive and continue to develop. The good news is, is if there is a forward injury, and the chances are there likely will be, you have those guys ready to go. But if you do start to struggle offensively for a longer period of time, this has to be an option. And maybe this is your trade deadline move. Maybe like what we saw the other day, what Colorado did in trading Thomas Tatar um, to Seattle to free up cap space. I mean, that was a good deal for Seattle, but Colorado needed cap space and cap flexibility. So that's why they made that move. And maybe it's a trade where the stars don't get much in return, but they free up enough cap space where they can add to their roster. So those are some things that we'll continue talking about on, uh, on spits and suds. So, you know, but at the same time, we need to celebrate tonight, folks. We need to crack a frosty because absolutely impressive what the stars uh, did tonight. So if we look at the standings as of right now um, in the division, as I pull it up, uh, the stars one point up on Winnipeg, an amazing story in the NHL. Congratulations to Bones. Rick Bonus has them playing real well. Avalanche starting third. However, the Nashville Predators... Do not take this team lightly. They are two points out of third, and they are in the playoffs right now. So, tonight was a win against a quality opponent. I am going to say their next game, if they can win in Smashville, 
that is another quality win. So hopefully the stars uh, can, can do that. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. Nashville will be the number one uh, wild card right now. The number two wild card is another central division opponent, the Arizona Coyotes, as they continue to play well. And then right behind them, the St. Louis Blues and the Minnesota Wild. So the central is getting their act together. A lot of teams playing well. So stars are going to be up against it, against many of these central division teams. But the way they're playing right now, uh, really, really impressive. So I, I'm excited. Once again, if you haven't yet, uh, go check out uh, our interview today with Dutes. He is the head athletic trainer for the Allen Americans. Real funny interview. Dutes could talk, man. Dutes, I could have done like another hour with Dutes. And I love his last name is uh, Dutton. So we talked a little Yellowstone. He gets asked about it all the time. So um, just a lot of like random conversation stars in action uh, Saturday, December 3rd in Nashville. We'll keep an eye on that game. So very exciting win. Anytime you guys want, you can tweet me at GJ Spittle. That is at GJ Spittle. Happy to uh, read your tweets and uh, respond you know, as much as I can and answer your questions. Sean also loves to uh, answer your questions at Sean Shapiro. Fuzzy was at the game tonight, for instance, and he says stars aggressive, the full 60, a full four check and tenacity. They wanted that win tonight. Hope they can keep the same attitude all season. I agree. Great points, Fuzzy full four check and they were tenacious. I still would like to see a little bit of that physicality. There was one point in the late in the third, where Vancouver had it in the star zone. And I just felt as though the stars needed to tie up a couple of Canucks players. And when Vancouver was up against the board, just lay a little bit of a body on them. to hopefully free up that puck, but instead they just kept sticking their sticks in there. I know that's kind of what they do, but at the same time, uh, Vancouver was able to get it out and get a good opportunity. Um, let's see. Uh, Ginger Ninja Cyborg says, I hope uh, he has another amazing game in Nashville. Uh, yeah, that would be amazing. I'm sure it's going to be an emotional game for Matt Duchesne. Um, Nashville is a very special place for him. I know it was emotionally tough and a surprise that he was bought out of his contract. So uh, hopefully Nashville does a nice tribute for him uh, on Saturday. And MB Tendy was one of those guys. Add that list, Gavin, to one of your wins uh, versus quality teams. Absolutely correct. Uh, at Cuz Rudy, my man says, amazing win tonight. Feels really good to beat a top team. Matt Duchesne is absolutely on fire right now. Glad to see him flying around everywhere. Heck yeah, Rudy. He is flying around everywhere. He's just so good with the puck and so much to watch. He's one of those guys. It's, it's almost like Major League Baseball when Corey Seager comes up to bat. Um, you're like, all right, I have to pay attention now. Phone down standing in front of the TV, you know, the laundry can wait until Corey Seager, um, you know, has finished his at bat. And I feel the same way multiple times a night when Matt Duchesne has the puck, it's like, all right, a play is about to happen. Uh, let's see. Chev Chelios. Duchesne is really paying dividends thus far. I mean, it's an amazing signing by Jim Nill could be the NHL signing this off season. Uh, Rangers.stars.maz fan. We beat a contender, Gavin. Heck yeah, we did. Uh, Greg Lunez at Sports McGee won best win of the season. Whew. That is a good 
So I have my best wins, and Greg, I will agree with you. I will put them because all my wins are going to be against quality opponents. Being down multiple goals against the New York Rangers around Thanksgiving and coming back to win that game, to me, was absolutely massive um, because the Rangers were playing amazing hockey at that time. They had the goaltending, defense, um, so you know, playing really well. The other quality win that I wanted to talk about was the shutout in, up in Winnipeg. You know, to go up there and Winnipeg has a chance to leapfrog the stars in the first place. Uh, crowd kind of buzzing during that game to pull off a win there. I thought was a real quality win. They've had two wins against Winnipeg um, thus far. So, um, but I definitely put this Vancouver win uh, certainly, certainly up there. So that's going to do it for Spits and Suds. Hey, I just want to thank you and. Hopefully you're appreciating all these podcasts and hopefully I'm not rolling out too, too many podcasts. Um, but we're going to keep doing them because to me, it's like, I want you to either go to bed tonight or wake up in the morning with fresh content so you can hear about your Dallas stars. And, uh, I also love, uh, doing a quick recap. So Sean Sharif in the morning show, if you get a chance, listen to one Oh five, three, the fan tomorrow. And, uh, they'll be talking about this stars win as well. So we have a guy behind the scenes named Gregory Finley. And he produces this thing. And I don't mention his name enough. Um, it's the holidays, so call me a sentimental uh, jughead. But uh, Gregory Finley makes this thing happen along with uh, my co-hosts. It's been an absolute pleasure. Sean Shapiro, um, you know, has been a beast this year. So is Luds, um, you know, and Robert Tiffin and David Castillo for their contributions on the post game. So it, it's a group effort and we truly appreciate you listening and making spits and suds, the number one hockey podcast in DFW. So let's keep it up and we will talk to you soon. Big win by the stars excited stick tap to the locals tonight. They got it done at the AAC. Have a great day, everyone.